Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يحيي ويميت وهو على كل شيء قدير وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أدى الأمانة وبلغ الرسالة ونصح الأمة فتركها على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك عباد الله وصيكم ونفسي بلزوم أمر الله ولزوم طاعته فمن عمل بوصيتي فلنفسه ومن أساء عليها وما ربك بضلام للعبيد أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله سبحانه وتعالى when he sent the message of Islam he sent it as a way of life for us it's not just to bow down to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone during Fajr and Dhuhr and Asr and Maghrib and Isha and to go and do tawaf around the Kaaba and do the Sa'i between As-Safa and Marwa and then go to uh, Arafah and fast. Not that alone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted us to live our life the way that He subhanahu wa ta'ala chose. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a command to us. These commands were sent through the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through wahi. So it's the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through wahi. So it's not Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who came up with these ahkam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not the one who prohibited riba. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not the one who commanded us to pray. Command, the command came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a messenger. That's why when we look at the ahkam shari'iyya, when we look at the hukum shari'i, when we look at the Islamic ruling or the Islamic legislation on something, we always go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We, just, we don't just go to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not a legislator. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a prophet, is a messenger, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through him gave this message. Through him gave us this guidance. Through him gave us these commands on how to live our life. My talk today is about al-hukum shari'i, the Islamic ruling, the hukum shari'i. How do we go and take a hukum shari'i? What does a hukum shari'i mean? And how we should be taking it? Because when we live our life, we go and we want to do something. Is this halal or haram? We ask this question. Is this halal or haram? Is it mubah? Is it makruh? Is it mandub? What is it? We want to know. We want to know because we want to know what? What Allah says about it. Not what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says about it. Not what the people say about it. It's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about it. So, hukum shari'i. The Hukum Shari'i 
it has a clear definition in usul al-fiqh. Usul al-fiqh, which is these are the bases, the bases for extracting ahkam sharia. The bases that the fuqaha 1400 years ago and before, they, they sat and they collected and they looked at the ahkam, how these rulings, and they put the bases based on the Quran and the sunnah. And they defined the hukum shari, they defined the hukum shari as khitab al-shari'i al-muta'alliq bi-af'al al-ibadi al-mukallafina iqtida'an aw takhiran aw wada'an. So this is the definition of the hukum shari'i. And there is no disagreement between all the fuqaha or the usuliyin on this definition. And the definition says that the hukum shari'i is khitab al-shari'i. It's the speech or the command of the legislator. Al-shari'i is the legislator. And in Islam, our legislator is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's the speech and the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala المتعلق بأفعال العباد المكلفين المتعلق means that it's related to the actions أفعال actions العباد المكلفين the slaves who are accountable in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's not for a child it's not for someone who's insane he has to be مكلف and these are اقتضاء means it's a must they have to do or, or abstain from it. So this is the first two parts. It's a must, means you do it or you abstain from doing it. This is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is where al-wajib or the fard comes. And this is where al-muharram, which is forbidden, comes under this. Aw takhiran or optional. It's an optional to you. And that's where al-mandub and al-makruh comes. Awwadan, <laughs> or something that's related to an action. So if you look at the hukum shari, the definition of the hukum shari, first it has to do with the actions of the human, of an action, of a slave, whether it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to do this action or abstain from it, or made it mubah to you, mubah, do it or don't do it. It's up to you. Or make it mandub, so you will be rewarded for if you do it, but you will not be punished if you don't do it. Or makruh, you will be rewarded if you don't do it, and you will not be punished if you do it. So these are the five categories of the hukum shari'i. And on all of them, when you go and read, when you go and read the books of fuqh or the books of usul that discuss this, all of them they will say, what the legislator has asked to do or not to do. What the legislator. So it all goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That when I say the hukum, when we say the hukum of riba is haram, it's Allah says the hukum of riba is haram. When we say the hukum of steel is haram, it's Allah that said the hukum is haram. When we say salah is fard and wajib, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who said that it's fard and wajib. It's not anyone else. It's not Umar bin Khattab, it's not Abu Bakr, it's not Ali, it's not the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or any of the prophets or any of the scholars or any of the ulama or any of the mujtahideen or me or you or anyone else. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is al-hukm al-shari'i. This is the definition of a hukm shari'i. 
So the hukum shar'i has to do with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala view on a certain issue. That's how the hukum shar'i. That's what it means. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us in the Quran about going away from that. Going away from the hukum shar'i. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ما كان لمؤمن ولا مؤمنة إذا قضى الله ورسوله أمرا أن يكون لهم الخيرة من أمرهم It's not for a mu'min, a believing man and a believing woman that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees a matter, a hukum, he says this is the hukum in this issue that Allah أن يكون لهم الخيرة من أمرهم that they have the choice when it comes to this matter. Riba is haram, riba is haram. Stealing is haram, stealing is haram. Zina is haram, zina is haram. Lying is haram, lying is haram. We have no choice in this. We have no choice in this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, we have, we, the humans, have no choice when it comes to the hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot just pick and choose. We cannot say, okay, this is the hukm of Allah. I will follow this, this is my hukm. Because at the end, the hukum shari that me and you and every Muslim is looking for, it's the view of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to this matter. So it's the view of Allah, not my view or your view or the sheikh's view or anyone's view. It's Allah's view. In another ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us also big about this issue. He says, بِاللَّهِ ثم لا يجدوا في أنفسهم حرجا مما قضيت ويسلموا تسليما. It's a matter of iman. فلا رب فلا وربك لا يؤمنون. Allah subhanahu wa taala is telling Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم by your Rabb, they will not have iman, they will not have belief in Allah subhanahu wa taala until they make you the judge between what happens between them and anything. And the ulama they look at this. It's for everything, whether it's your, a dispute between you and your brother, or a dispute with anyone, or you want to know what's the hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You go and take it to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which means you take it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's just a messenger, he conveys the message, he conveys what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. And then after that, what's a dispute between them? ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا And then they will not find the bridge in their, in their sides, in their, in their insides. They will not find that they don't like this, that the hukum is this, I don't like it. So it's accepting and taking that the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that you're looking for, and you take it and accept it fully. Otherwise, the iman is not there. Otherwise, the submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not there. Otherwise, the submission to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophets, and his prophet is not there. So this is the hukum shari that we go and seek. We have to fully understand that when we get this hukum shari, when we go and ask someone for a fatwa, when we go and ask someone whether this is acceptable or not acceptable, whether this is okay to do or not to do, we are asking the opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this matter and this issue. We're not asking the opinion of the sheikh. We're not asking the opinion of the scholar. We're not asking the opinion of 
an organization were looking for the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if someone comes and tells you that fixed interest is okay and halal, Allah says riba is haram. Allah says riba is haram. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not specify what's fixed, whether it's fixed or variable. That's the hukum of that sheikh or that scholar or that organization, not the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is clear in this matter. It's very clear in this matter. Riba is haram in all how we were to think about it. It's haram. Someone comes and says fixed interest is halal. That's his opinion. That's his hukum. He becomes the legislator now. Because it's the hukum shari'i, as we said, it's the command of the legislator. So if he comes and tells you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Islam, the fixed interest is halal, this means that he's coming and saying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that a fixed interest is acceptable and halal in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Someone comes and tells you that a mixed gathering between boys and girls, men and women, teenagers, is okay in Islam? Well, Allah says, no, it's not. That's his opinion. He's becoming a legislator, not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because that's his hukum, not the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'll give you an example. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari. We all know Abu Musa al-Ash'ari. At the time, Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu. Umar bin Khattab asked him to come and see him. So he goes and he knocks on the door, takes permission. First time, no response. Second time, no response. Third time, no response. So he leaves. He leaves. Umar, next day he sees him and he asks him, why you did not come? He said, no, by Allah, I came. And I took permission three times and there was nothing. So I left because I heard the Prophet wasallam telling us that you take permission three times and if you are not granted permission, you leave. Then Umar bin Khattab, he told him, by Allah, I will punish you severely if you do not come with a proof that this, that the Prophet wasallam said so. Umar bin Khattab did not know about this hadith. He did not hear it. So Abu Musa al-Ash'ari gets scared. Gets scared. And then he goes to a group of the Sahaba from Al-Ansar and he tells them, they look at him, he's worried. And they look at him and he said, what's going on? What's wrong? He said, this is what happened between me and Umar. Then they told him, no, we all know about this hadith. And then they told Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, who was the youngest among them, to go with Abu Musa al-Ash'ari to Umar ibn Khattab and to tell him that, yes, we know this hadith, we hear the hadith. Look, he's sticking to the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Umar radiallahu anhu did not accept just Abu Sa'id, did not accept Abu Musa al-Ash'ari saying, oh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said so. I want to know, I want to be assured that the Prophet sallallahu said so. I want a dalil that the Prophet sallallahu said so. This is how we should be looking at when we go and ask about a hukum shari. It's not that I go and get, yes, it's halal or it's haram, or it's mubah, or it's makruh, or it's mandub. I need the dalil. I need the proof. We all know how to read. We all know how to understand the Quran. We know how to understand the hadith. We know how to do that. But when it comes to our deen, to this, when it comes to, I just want to go, I trust that sheikh, I trust that organization, I trust that alim, I trust that brother, 
I will go and ask him, and then I will follow whatever he said. This is how it should not be done this way. Because that hukum shari'i is your action that you will be held accountable on it in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you better, you better understand and know and be sure that this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from you. Be sure that this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from you. عباد الله أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم في أفوز المستغفرين أستغفر الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله So dear brothers This is the issue of a حكم شرعي and understanding what a حكم شرعي is very important because in, this, in the schools here, our kids, when they go to the schools, they teach them about the constitution and how the process of extracting, how, how, how rules are extracted, how rules are signed and becoming, becoming rules. It has to go to the Congress. The Congress goes and approves it. Then it goes to the president, puts his stamp. He's a legislator. He's a shara. He's a musharra. He's someone... He's someone who goes and states and says, look, these are rules. Islam, the same thing. Islam has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the rules has to come from a shari' who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A shari' here is the Congress and Trump. In Islam, the shari' and the musharra' is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we take all of these rules from Allah. We have to go back and understand it. We have to go back and know that this is when I do something, someone tells me something, that this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about this action. This is the hukum shari'i. This is the hukum shari'i. I'll give you an example. The issue of voting. I talked about it here many times. But look at, let's look at it from a hukum shari'i perspective. From a hukum shari'i perspective. In Britain, Two weeks ago, one of the mashayikh comes on the video and he says, it's a must, it's an obligation, it's a wajib to go and vote. It's a wajib. What's a wajib? To go and vote. So what's a wajib? We just talked in the beginning of the khutbah. What's a wajib? It's the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have to do this action. So when a scholar comes and says it's wajib to go and vote, this means that it says that it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding us to go and vote. Vote in what? The command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to go and vote in a capitalist secular system that its rules are extracted not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you see a contradiction? This is the definition of a wajib. Definition of a wajib is it's the command of the legislator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us the Muslims is the legislator. So when I come and say that voting is wajib, is wajib on a Muslim, it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us and commanding us to go and vote in a system that doesn't rule by the commands of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Doesn't fit. Because that's the definition of the hukum shari'i, the word wajib. Wajib, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mandated it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded it. And the wajib means if I don't do it, then I am sinful. So when someone comes and says that I, it's wajib on me to go and vote, what should we do as Muslims? 
shouldn't we be questioning what's the dalil and the hukum shari? What's the dalil that it's wajib? Because if I don't do it, I'm sinful in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're asking the Muslims in Britain or the Muslims in, 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 in Canada or the Muslims in the US or the Muslims in Australia to go and vote for someone who rules by other than the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who's a legislator. As we mentioned, Congress and the President are legislators. They go and put rules. So does it make sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes and tells you it's wajib on you to go and vote for someone, for someone who doesn't rule by the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then why the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were revealed? Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes and tells us riba is haram, while in other systems riba is halal. Zina is haram, while in other systems zina is halal. Mixing, intermixing is, is haram, while in other systems it's encouraged. Does it, does it make sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to tell us go and vote for someone who goes and legislates and put rules that contradicts the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or there is something else that we go and try to justify? Something else in us that we go and try to justify? Because we have this enslaved mentality in us that we don't see Islam, we don't see Islam as the right and the correct way that we have to, to follow. We don't see Islam that it is the solution for all issues that we have. We see ourselves that we will be minority if we start talking about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we'll be put on the side if we start talking about the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to follow. We think that way. And people think that way. If Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thought that way, when it came to this hukum shari, he was alone in Mecca. He was with a small minority who grew up in Mecca. If he was thinking that he will be alone and he will be a small number, the ta'wah will be gone. We will not have Islam. So we have to understand the brothers. We have to understand that a hukum shari, when someone comes and tells you that this is halal, that he's telling you Allah says it's halal. Allah says it's haram. Allah says it's wajib. Allah says it's mandub. Allah says it's makruh. It's not the alim. It's not me. It's not you. It's Allah. And you should be taking it and thinking about it. When it comes from anyone, give me the dalil. Give me the proof that this is the hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which ayah that you used? Which hadith did you use? Does it apply to that reality or not? <coughs> there is a whole science of ijtihad of how to go and extract a hukum shari. And by the way, it's simple if you go and read it. It's simple if you go and read the steps of how to do ijtihad. But we, because it's a word ijtihad, we get scared from going and trying to understand the process of ijtihad. Process, the process of ijtihad. It requires a hukum shari. The sheikh who came from UK and he said, Voting is an obligation and a must, which means I will be sinful if I don't vote. He brought an ayah that has nothing to do, has nothing to do with the reality of voting. And he ignored many ayat in the Quran that talks in al-hukmu illa lillah. Ruling and legislation belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He ignored the ayat that I just mentioned in the beginning of the khutbah about that when you have Dispute, you go to Allah and his messenger in order to resolve and address these disputes. 
which means go back to the hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't go back to the hukm of Trump or John or whoever it is. Go back to the hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us. And we'll be responsible. If we just listen and we follow. If we just listen to a scholar, whoever he is, to an organization, whatever it is, to a brother, whoever he is, and we just follow. And we just follow. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the Quran and the Sunnah to go and understand, to go and extract, to go and ask, to go and ask, what's your dalil, what's your proof? And if a alim, if you ask a alim or an organization or a brother about a hukum and they don't give you the details from the Quran and the Sunnah, big question mark. Big question mark. Very big question mark that you have to put in your mind about this. Which means they don't have. Or they have something that's very weak. But they have the fame and the name. And that's why people follow. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.